0: You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Thursday, so you know what that means. Michigan mailbag time here on the Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your man on the ground. I say a whole publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. I wish that intro would just go a bit longer. I kind of love it. Uh, Anyway, we are going to do the mailbag as we normally do. We are under the threshold of number of questions that I want by one, but that doesn't mean we're not going to do it, so let's just get to it. Uh, But before we do, i got to tell you today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Uh, all right, starting with our leaders and best, we are going to clearly have a lot of uh, questions about Michigan's decommitment yesterday, especially because I didn't talk about it. But yesterday, because we had, obviously, Donovan Edwards stuff, I wanted to talk Big Ten stuff. But starting with James Crudup at James Crudup 6, I'm going to take the Marcus Allen questions as they come somewhat. So, uh, But we're going to start out with uh, James, as we always do. Do you see the Marcus Allen decommitment affecting Rod Moore and his commitment? Uh, I don't know, but I don't think so. That's just me speculating. I've never talked to either, uh, but I don't believe that one was dependent on the other. And if I'm not mistaken, Rod committed before Marcus, didn't he? Uh, Or was it the other way around? Uh, I don't have my, I don't have the commitments up right now, but yeah, it's, uh, I I don't think so. And we'll get more to Marcus Allen here in a few, but. It it is uh I I do I don't think that I think that Rod is probably solid and I think that's I think it's fine I think the whole situation is fine is the best way I can put it and you know and you still see some people that are flipping out it's one of those it's funny because you lose a four or a five star and it's like you know what is wrong with this program and then you lose a three star and people are like what is wrong with this program I don't really understand how that constantly is the thing but. Say lovey when it comes to Michigan football. But I don't have any intel other than that. I mean, I don't have, I shouldn't even say other than that. I have no intel. Uh, I know that Bryce Marriage wrote about it because I saw the tweet go out. So if you're a 24-7 sports subscriber, you can check that out. I'm hoping to talk to Rod at some point for my commitment series, which I've taken a week off of somehow, which I didn't mean to. I still have so many interviews to get out there. I, th- I think I'm just afraid of transcribing them all at this point. 'Cause I have uh Tristan Bounds who's supposed to go, Jaden Hood. There's another one in there that I haven't transcribed yet, I think. Which one? Which one? Which is the one that I'm missing? And I haven't heard from Rod. I reached out to him, I reached out to Marcus. Uh I think those are the oh, and Keyshawn Bennett. I talked to Keyshawn Bennett too. But, uh, I know that we're getting Terry McLaurin or Tyler McLaurin. I'm going to make that mistake for a long time. Uh, I'm supposed to go out and see Andrell Anthony and Raheem Anderson, TJ guy. And I missed each other. I'm supposed to talk to Louis Hansen, um, and Dominic Judas. Uh, so we're just kind of need to get caught up. Oh, I'm supposed to see Giovanni Elhadi at some point too. Like we're going to do those Giovanni and, uh, and Drell Anthony, we're going to do in person. Anyway, I digress. But that's okay. I need to digress because I want to make the show as long as it normally is. I don't want it to be 21 minutes. Josh Barajadiki, I liked the JJ interview you did. Any chance of getting current players on the podcast, or is that something the AD limits? It is something that the AD limits. I've asked for them before. I think a couple years ago, several years ago, I could have gotten current players before I started the podcast, I've talked to, it's not the athletic department, it's, it's, you know, the football program. Uh, at first they were like, yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do, you know, keep us abreast on how, how your podcast is doing. And later it kind of became like, you know, it if, you know, if we give them to you, if, you know, give a player to you, then we're going to give it to, unfortunately, then, you know, that we have to give it to everybody, which I don't know. You know, Aiden's been out, you know, was on Marty Smith's podcast. I saw Quiddy Pay was on some random podcast out there. So, I mean, maybe one of these days, uh, but, uh, when we get back maybe into the swing of things, get back into the five day a week mode, we'll see what we can do. But, uh, yeah, probably, probably not, but mate, you know, I, I, it's something that I've pushed for something I'm going to keep pushing for. Cause obviously that would be great for the podcast to, uh, be able to get some current guys on um maybe i'll see if i can just you know instead of having a whole segment seven minutes see if we can do uh see if we can do four you know that'd that'd be better than nothing but we'll find out but uh for now recruits (laughs) you know that's the that's a good way to to do it because you can i can kill two birds right i can I can set up an interview, and uh, some of these ones, it's been uh, after the fact, like, all right, you know what? Now, like, I treat every interview as if they're going to be on the podcast on purpose. Uh, sometimes I say it in advance, like when we had Andrell on, I told him in advance, like, hey, I'm going to end up using this for the podcast. Uh, with JJ, that uh, that wasn't the intention, and I said after the fact, with Donovan, I thought it was probably going to be the case yesterday. But I uh I it wasn't until I transcribed it, re-listened to it and everything, and then I read I, I texted him and was like, hey, I'm gonna put it on the podcast if you're cool with that. And he's like, Yeah, absolutely. So uh Trent nope, Nope. Not Trent yet. I'm skipping over. Sorry. I can't read, guys. I just can't do it. Um Josh Barr was the last one. I'm just out of sorts. So out of sorts. Next one is my brother in metal, Michael Wolf at M Wolf Twenty One. Last weekend again, we see Harbaugh supporting his team by attending the let them play protest. Does this help the team and future recruits respect slash trust him more? Uh, will there be any consequence for Harbaugh saying he had no response from Schlissel? I don't. What what is Schlissel going to do to Harbaugh? This is another thing I brought up on the M Zone on Tuesday. It, I'm reminded often of. As we're going through all of this, when Ohio State, 20, uh, 2011 Memorial Day, when, you know, you had the before that, when you had the Jim Trestle thing going on, E. Gordon Gee, the then president at Ohio State, I think he's still at West Virginia, I'm not sure. And he said, uh, said you know, listen, I just hope that he doesn't fire me. And it. it's funny because I mean Harbaugh does have more influence overall like I don't uh, yes I think technically Schlissel could fire him but I think he'd find himself in a world of trouble if he like fired him without like a significant cause Um, obviously he's not going to fire him over saying something like that I don't think there's going to be any real consequence to it I think the only consequence to it is it makes Schlissel look terrible in my opinion Uh, As far as does it help the team with uh, future recruits and respect and trust? Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's always going to be the case. Recruits are always going to feel and his players are always going to feel like he has their back. Plus, I mean, it's I feel like. It's a great time timing to do it because of everything Ohio State's kind of done. So if Michigan was just sitting on their hands, I mean, that's not going to look good. Twenty twenty one, whatever. I don't think that there's any common recruits that. Uh. Michigan and Ohio State are fighting over right now, unless you count Donovan Edwards. And I was told pretty unequivocally, Ohio State is out for Edwards. And while that makes complete sense, considering they already have two commitments at the position, I've also been told they are still trying. So, but they're out. So it's more of the 2022, 2023, you get down the road and it's like, listen, Harbaugh, you know, didn't care enough. Ryan Day out there making statements saying we want to play. Now granted Harbaugh already had his I think Harbaugh came out stronger at the beginning than Ryan Day did with the we want to play stuff with his whole proposal or not proposal but just out you know outline of why they should. But obviously Day's been more outspoken. So I think it's really good for the sake of and plus I mean you can you 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 know the ones that Or maybe considering the SEC or the ACC or the Big 12 and Michigan, you know, Harbaugh can at least be like, hey, I was out there. I was fighting. I was trying. So I think that part's good. All right. Sorry, Trent. Now we're to you. Trent Noop at Trent Noop. What games are you excited for this weekend? I mean, there's not a ton of huge, huge matchups uh, off the top of my head while I pull up the schedule. I mean, I'm going to be watching uh, Duke, Notre Dame, and uh, Clemson, Wake Forest. I wish I could watch – I really, really wish I could watch Miami UAB, which just kicked off, I believe. Uh, But it's on ACC Network, so, therefore, I cannot see it. Fancy that. Uh, I believe it did kick off right now. I'm going to look at the score. Yeah, it's 0-0 right now. What is Miami doing? I don't know. Um, I guess Syracuse, North Carolina has a little bit of cachet. Other than that, I don't think any of these matchups are super interesting. Georgia Tech, Florida State, kind of. I mean, Georgia Tech was terrible. Florida State's been terrible, though, too. But Mike Norvell, his debut, those would be the ones that I have my eyes on, mostly. Um, I don't think anything else is really, you know, Texas UTEP has a line of Texas with, you know, 43. Oklahoma, there's not even a line in Oklahoma, Missouri State. So, I mean, that's it. There's really uh, not a ton. I would have watched uh, Texas uh, Christian, TCU, and uh, SMU, but uh, that one got uh, pushed back. It's more of the ones, I think, in Week 3 and Week 4. Week 3, you've got Miami-Louisville, Virginia-Virginia Tech, uh, Pitt-Syracuse, now we're starting to, to cook with a little bit of gas or fire. Let's just say fire. Uh, not a ton. Clemson Citadel. I mean, meh. I do this with my best friend, by the way. We do this like at least like once every three months. We call We call each other and we sit and we run through the schedules for like the entire year. Um, week four is when I think we really get going because that's when we've got the uh, the SEC getting into play. Uh, if I'm not mistaken here. But uh, I'm not seeing any of the SEC ones in here, so maybe not. Florida State-Miami. That one sounds a lot of fun. Army-Cincinnati could be really fun. Forget about the American Conference. But yeah, you got the SEC in here. Florida-Ole Miss. Going to be watching that. Uh, LSU-Mississippi State. Texas-Texas Tech. Um. Tennessee, South Carolina could be interesting, but that's, uh, that's it. We don't really get into it until a little bit later. All right. Enough of my reading, uh, me reading the schedule essentially by the games that I'm interested in. Um, Ooh, week five, Oklahoma, Iowa state. That could be, uh, that could be some fun. Okay. We'll, we'll finish with week five. Just to see if there's, I feel like there's going to be a point here where I'm going to come up with a powerhouse, uh, matchup. Alabama, Texas AM, number three versus thirteen. That's uh that in Auburn, Georgia. Four versus eleven. All right. That's what I'm looking forward to. All right, finishing us out in segment one. As always, Jimmy Wittner at Jimmy Wittner 1. Of the OL that committed elsewhere, which ones, if any, will we push the hardest to flip, or will we simply move on to other targets? Um I I think they'll just move on to other targets that just seems to be listen sometimes they are trying to push for uh for different uh people but it doesn't always some and, you know sometimes they try to flip guys sometimes they you know it, it doesn't always work out but uh when when you try to flip but uh I mean Drew Kendall's still out there if I'm not mistaken I know he looks like he's probably going to Boston College But uh, I don't think, like, I I think Rocco is probably done. I'm sure that they'll still be in the ear of all of them, I guess, is a more eloquent way of saying it. But I don't think that they're necessarily going to succeed at flipping anyone. I think Garrett Dellinger was probably never coming to Michigan. I've said that here before. Um, So I think they just move on to other targets. And you know what? They've already got a pretty, pretty good haul anyway, and I don't think it's that big of a deal if they don't even bring in another O.L. Number two question: uh, Twenty-two recruit that you're most interested in to see how his recruitment plays out, where he goes, doesn't have to be a Michigan target. Hmm. Ah, that's uh, that's interesting. M.J. Morris is the one that probably comes to the front of mind just because he's uh, a quarterback that's going to let his uh, let his recruitment go for a little while. It seems uh the Pace Academy four star dual threat and he's got some big time offers hearing from guys like Sabins and Sab Sabin and the Sabins? What is wrong with me? Um Will Johnson is the other one. I feel like Ohio State is in pretty good position with him. So I I think that uh but at Michigan's doing everything it can, obviously. Um Looking down my list, I should probably look at my better list here. Juliel Skinner is one that I would think is, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, Dylan Tatum to some degree. And talking to uh, Bellamy yesterday about Dylan Tatum, I mean, talking about how much he can do, how the offers are just rolling. I mean, th- I, I don't think that people recognize quite as much as they should just how good Dylan Tatum is, right? I mean, he's a four-star top 24-7 on both the composite and their regular ones. He's listed as an uh, running back, but he's also, he's really an athlete. He's got uh, 31 offers at this point, including places like Georgia, uh, Miami, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Ohio State's coming after him really hard. Penn State, USC, I mean, he can go anywhere. I think Michigan's probably the favorite is what I gather from him. But, uh, I mean, when you got an offer sheet like that, I'm just curious. I don't have anything that's that interesting yet, Like, because I just started getting into 2022 recruiting, what, two weeks ago? The only other one that I'll mention is Jair Brown. I want to talk about someone trying to flip. I, I know Michigan's going after him. He's an Ohio State commit from Ohio. Probably not going to happen, but I know they're they're really working really hard on him. So I'm curious to see if they're able to make any kind of headway in that light. I also want to know if Caden Saunders, who's committed to Penn State, if he sta- if they're if they continue to recruit him, or uh, if there's uh, any kind of flip there. All right, I think that exhausts that. We are way over time, which is I think good because we don't have a lot of questions coming up here. On the other end, so let's get to uh, let's get to our break first. Uh, before we do, I do have to tell you, chain stores they have a different price tier for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but RockAuto.com, which is a family business and has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, they don't they don't treat it like uh, airlines do. They're for everybody and don't require membership or login. They have everything. From engine control modules, to brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Back with it in the mailbag. Brian Hall, 15, BS Hall, 97. Top five favorite people in sports could be an athlete, broadcaster, photographer, etc. Yikes. Yikes. Are you talking about people I know or people just in general? That's really difficult. Um, so let's say let's say it's people that I'm that I'm fan of. Top five favorite people I'm a fan of, and I'll try to figure out the best way to uh, parse this. It's kind of weird because th- the more that I'm in my job the more I kind of go away from it in a, when I'm free, right? Like, I play a lot of video games now. Uh, I mean, part of it is probably because we don't have football. But, um, I mean, Jordan Lewis would definitely always be right up there. So, I'll, I'll give you him as one of them. Uh, I'm going to try to give you couple of each robin uh, i'm blanking on his last name rob robin g photo on instagram is my favorite photographer i think that's uh i think that's how what is what his handle is you can you you can figure it out if you try to go to my instagram or whatever i'm sure but uh, and see who i follow uh but robin He's uh, he covers college, NFL, uh, but he's kind of like a freelance type deal. I think he's the best sports photographer I've seen out there. Uh, I'll add another photographer there and say Mike Mulholland for MLive is my second favorite photographer. He's my favorite on the Michigan beat. I think he's incredible. Try to give you another athlete, another broadcaster, or, or one broadcaster. Broadcaster-wise, I mean Herb Street. He's got a star quality. Every every time that I've seen him, whether it's like you know going to college game day to get a couple pictures at game day, or uh, more so when he's just walking around. Like I saw him before the uh, saw him before the Michigan Penn State game, and he's just walking around on the field. And uh, I didn't go bother him or anything, but he just exudes this star quality. It's uh, it's kind of incredible. So I really, I really like Herb Street uh a lot. I, I don't I don't get the hate that Michigan fans give him. He's not a Homer in the way that Devin uh, Desmond Howard is. I don't, and I you can you can go back and say it's the less miles thing. Listen, Herb Street didn't kill that for less miles, based off of everything that. I've been told, and you can read Bacon's book and stuff like that, and I'm, I just don't believe that uh, he had that big effect. I just think he had uh, sourcing that wanted to get, get it to happen, but it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so I would need another athlete. I'm trying to go current. I don't watch baseball anymore. Uh, I don't, I watch a little bit of NBA basketball, but not a ton. I, it would probably have to be a former Wolverine. I mean, I would probably have to be Mo if uh, Mo Wagner, just because he was so fun to cover if you're going with the current one. But I'll give you the broadcaster too. And I don't necessarily, this isn't about his broadcasting. This is him as a former player. Chris Weber is like my all time favorite athlete. When I met Chris Weber for the first time in 2018, I mean, especially because I was introduced to him as like, this is a friend, essentially, because of uh, Jamie Morris. It was like, I mean, that's the most starstruck I've ever been, probably, because I was pretending to be Chris Weber above all else when I was a younger, you know, aspiring athlete in my youth. Was what, how old, like 10 years old or something? I don't even remember exactly when the Fab Five, 12 years old when the Fab Five happened. It was like 92, 93, 91. I can't remember the exact year offhand. Go blue at Dickey underscore U four. What's the reasoning of Marcus Alice D committing? Any ideas? From what I gather, it just wasn't that he he wasn't feeling the love, didn't feel like he was wanted by Michigan Uh, in some ways i mean he was the first receiver to commit they've taken three since then i don't know maybe they haven't been in contact that much again i haven't talked to him i've reached out to him before he decommitted to uh, for, for the commitment series he's never retweeted any article i've written about him which is kind of rare hasn't liked any of them he just seems like he uh, he's the type of guy that feel that just to me Based off of what I know about him, based off of conversations from people that do know him, he needs that coddling a little bit, that, you know, the constant attention. It's not a bad thing. It's just what it is. But uh, from what I can tell, that's uh, Michigan wasn't necessarily giving him that. Might have been a little insecurity with uh, three other receivers that they went really hard after. It is what it is. Uh, I don't think it's a big loss for Michigan. In the sense of like, now, listen, I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver. I think he's going to be better than anticipated by his ranking. But at the same time, I I think that Michigan's got three great guys committed as well. And I think that that's fine. Leon Adams at LL Adam. Two questions. Does our latest decommit scare you? Also, 2022, a make-or-break year for Zordich. I understand he isn't a top recruiter, but we haven't gotten elite corner talent in a few years. Um, I mean, I think that they they were a lot better at corner than people think. Uh, yes, last year wasn't quite as good, but, I mean, it's to say it's been a few years, I mean, they had it in 20, uh, 2018. 2019 was still good. It just wasn't necessarily full-on elite. I mean, part of that is your entire passing defense. And uh, looking at where they uh, where they are, Michigan was number 10 in the country. I mean, I'd say that's still elite. You, I, you might put some of that on the safeties, sure. But, I mean, I think Ambry did an incredible job. And I think Levert was very, very good. I think the year before, Levert played a little bit better. And David Long, I thought, was elite. So, no, I don't think that 2022 is a make-or-break year. And listen, Zordich is also really active in recruiting right now, so uh, I think that uh, it's going to be a combination. But No, I don't think it's a make-or-break year. Uh, I mean, I think that they, they've they done a good job of bringing in recruits. Maybe not the last uh, couple cycles as much. I mean, Selden and Darren green Warren are both four stars. So, I mean, that's pretty good. But, I mean, the year before, they really liked Vincent Gray, and I know a lot of people don't look at that but they're like enamored with him and uh, I mean and and, you know they did bring in Hill and Long I don't think it's anywhere close to a make or break year I think he's kind of in Don Brown territory of he can pick his time to go and I think you don't want him to go personally Uh, as far as the latest he commit with Marcus Allen no I don't doesn't scare me at all in the least you know who would scare me if they left Xavier Worthy JJ McCarthy, Giovanni Elhadi. Those are the types of guys that would scare me if they left. Marcus Allen decommitting no matter where he ends up. No, it does not scare me. Um and I don't think it any you know shows any major problem or anything like that. It's just the nature of recruiting. Finishing us out in segment 2. Jonathan Joseph at JJ Joseph or J. Joseph, rather, 2156. Any truth to the rumor, Milton winning the job running away? This is something I addressed on the Zone the other day. And listen, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, at least this year, I've been singing Milton's praises left and right, back backwards and forwards, all of that. And to the rumor about him winning the job running away, I say no, I don't think there's much truth to it. Because, why because the competition never really fully truly started might, he might have been looking really good in practices that they've had so far but, but no i don't I don't think that when you consider that uh they haven't uh none of these have been in the situation where it's been like all right we got a game coming up it's serious. They didn't have spring practice. They didn't have any of that stuff. So, no, I don't think that uh, I don't think that he's won the job running away. He might look better, but I think once there's games on the docket, I think those competitions start all over again. I mean, you can just look at Wilton Spate and John O'Corn. Wilton was a starter for an entire year and still had to go through competition in fall camp. Once those real practices start in an actual camp, and actual games coming up, that competition is going to start all over again. So no. Uh, All right. Three more questions. I'm amazed that we're over time. You can hear the intro music coming in at one point, or the outro music coming in, and and then I had to delete it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Longer than I thought. Three more coming up. I am so long-winded tonight, which is, I think, good because I thought this was going to be like a 20-minute podcast, and it's not. Made it work. Uh, Hope it's entertaining. Hope I'm not just lumbering on. This is always my favorite episode of the week, and sometimes I do ramble, but I do that in real life in general. Uh, An Ohio State fan, 56-27 Buckeyes, that team up north needs help, at Real Braxton M. I don't think it is the Real Braxton M. What is needed to get the football team in competition by October 10th? The presidents of the universities voting to reverse course. I think that you still have enough time. October 10th is a literal month away from today. These teams, for the most part, I don't know about every team in the Big Ten, but I know Michigan's been practicing. Ohio State's been practicing. I'm sure Nebraska and Iowa have been. I've heard that Michigan State's practicing. I I wouldn't be surprised if Northwestern is. I think most of them probably are taking advantage of the the ability to practice. So with that in mind, I think that you have a three-week camp and one week lead up, and you're good to go. Harbaugh said they need two weeks. Aiden Hutchinson said they need two days. So, or was it, uh, it might have been Dylan McCaffrey. I don't remember which one that I talked to that said that, but. Nonetheless, um, yeah, that's all they need. Presidents to say, we're a go. I'm sure that they could make that happen if that's what happens. We'll see. Zach Van Lente, at Lente Zach, with the season start date still in question, would you support an intense focus on Ohio State during this time of uncertainty? You mean Michigan practicing intently strictly for Ohio State? I mean... To some degree, but I mean, you still want to develop these guys and you don't want to, I mean, they're not going to open the season with Ohio State. You don't want to sacrifice ultimate success. I mean, now here's the thing. I've, I'm very critical about the lack of focus on Ohio State that Michigan's had, but I also am of the belief that you can't solely focus on Ohio State because you do still have Michigan State. Now, Michigan State is a shell of itself. I bet that there is no one in the big 10 happier about where things currently stand than Mel Tucker. As I said to, uh, to a friend of mine on Twitter earlier today, and, uh, he had said that, you know, Mel Tucker is probably really happy that they're not playing. And I said, listen, The thing about Mel Tucker in Michigan state right now with their roster issues, the fact that they haven't been able to get in pads since he took over and he took over late because D'Antonio resigned the even signing day or the day after signing, whatever it was. I mean, yeah, they could go defeated as in the opposite of undefeated. Once they do take the field, they really could. Do I think they will? No, I'm not saying they would, but like, It could be an absolute disaster because I think Rutgers has more talent than Michigan State does right now by virtue of a lot of the transfers that they brought in. Michigan State does have some talent, especially uh, up front. Jordan Reed, but Jordan Reed opted out, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jacob Penashuk opted out. I, I feel like. I don't know what A.J.R. Curry or any of those other guys where they stand. Julian Barnett's still a talent. Devontae Dobbs is still a talent. But, man, there's just not a lot going on there. Who's their quarterback? I don't know. Their system doesn't look like it's very inventive. Mel Tucker doesn't have a track record of head coaching success thus far, so I don't know if he's going to be able to get it all together. I just don't know. Finishing us out, Greg. At Greg-ish. Two H's. Is there anyone on the team you think you could beat in a foot race? There is not. (laughs) Listen, I I am almost 40 years old. I have bad knees. uh, On top of a bad back. If this was four years ago, I probably could beat... Half of the linemen, the offensive linemen, not necessarily defensive linemen. I'm slow in general anyway, but uh, 10 years ago, I definitely could have beaten some people because I was constantly running sprints at 10, 11 miles an hour on the treadmill. I was pretty well conditioned right now, like running six miles an hour for any extended amount of time. I keep on forgetting I have a, I I bought a treadmill and I haven't even really used it because I hurt my back not too long after I bought it, but no, I don't think there's, there's probably not any single I'm probably running a 6, 7 second 40 right now. I am slow and I feel I don't look heavy, but I feel heavy. You know what I mean? You just ever feel like your your body just feels heavy and it just wants to lay down and take a nap that's how I feel most of the time. Alright, that'll do it for us. We will be back when we are back, whenever that might be. Excited for that. I'm sure we'll find some stuff to talk about. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Appreciate you on the Michigan Mailbag Day. Locked on Wolverines podcast. We'll talk to you later. Find us on uh, Twitter at on Wolverines. I haven't even pumped that thing up. going to start doing it. Peace.